Hello, and welcome back to Shockingly Wicked, a true crime podcast where we bring you true crime cases from the headlines to the hometowns. I'm Brianna. I'm Brittany. And we are your hosts for the evening. So this is our last, like, official episode of our October spooky limited series called Shockingly Haunted. It's going to be a tad shorter because we are releasing an episode on Halloween, so on Monday of next week. And you know what? I forgot to do my research, so that's on me. I apologize. I'm just being straight up with you. So we're just going to go with Brit's <laughs> Island for the episode because we're doing Haunted Islands. I was going to do the one you, I think you recommended it. It was something with like haunted dolls. Yeah, the doll island. And like, it's in Mexico City. So go look into it because like I started to and it's terrifying. I don't want to be associated with that energy. So <laughs> Well, before we get into all of that, Taylor yes. Swift did release her new album, Midnight's. On <laughs> <laughs> How did I know? <laughs> October 21st. And I've been listening to it on repeat since then. And I will say it is an A-plus album. Thank you all for coming. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, you know, <laughs> that's Brit's whole thing is is she's a major Swifty. And so that's really all I've been... <laughs> She's been sending me songs like repeatedly and trying to get me into Taylor Swift. And I'm like, I have nothing against Taylor Swift. It's just, it wasn't for me. I appreciate I've that. I've tried though. listening to multiple albums. I've tried listening to multiple ones and I just, I can't, it's not for me. Like I like certain songs, so I will listen to certain songs, but I just, I'm never going to get to Swifty level. But I apologize. <laughs> Brie is a selenator. What, what, are, what is it? A, a selenator, a I guess selenator? is what it's called. I mean... But I'm the yeah, same. Selena Gomez is my girl. So, but it makes sense because they're besties, and then we're besties. Yes. So you're I right. feel like you're right. the universe brought us together. But I feel the same way about Selena. Like I like all of her, like her singles. Yeah, and I like some of the stuff off her albums. I'm just not like like I follow yeah. her on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, she was one of the most followed people on Instagram for the very longest time. So I think that was before Beyonce joined the platform. She's releasing but. a new song. Yes, I know. I'm excited. It's like my mind and body or something. <laughs> my mind and me, because she has a documentary coming out on November 4th, which is talking about like her struggles with mental health. Oh, so I'm very it. excited to listen to it and to watch the documentary when that comes out. And you should check it out, too, even if you're not a fan of Selena Gomez, because if you struggle with mental health, I'm sure it will be relatable. So anyway, all that to say, <laughs> we are going to talk about haunted islands today or a haunted island so, Britt, I'm going to hand it off to you. Take it away. This is an Italian island, but it's spelled P-O-V-E-G-L-I-A. Pretty sure it's Pavilia because you don't pronounce the G most of the time in words like that. Anyways, Pavilia Island off the coast of Venice in Lido, Italy, is nicknamed Island of Ghosts due to its grisly past. Pavilia can be compared to the size of Sheep's Meadows in Central Park or half of Navy Pier in Chicago. It's said to be so evil that you'd be hard-pressed to find an Italian waiting to set foot on the island. It's about 17 acres wide. Interesting. I want to know why it's so haunted. Well, I'm going to tell you, so stay tuned. (laughs) Fishermen won't even fish in the area surrounding Pavilia, and... It's completely off limits to visitors, and it has been like this for many years. In fact, mm-hmm. like when Ghost Adventures went on there, they had to like request permission from the government. Interesting. When the skies are clear, you can allegedly see the skulls and bones under the water surface, and I think that's so spooky. Oh. 
That is terrifying. No, thank you. And then, like, when fishermen are fishing and they see a scholar and a scholar bone is actually caught in their net, the entire catch is thrown back into the deep and then they go home. They, like, quit fishing for the day. That's me. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, not today. But <laughs> I give up. Fishermen claim to hear screams and moans from the island, and they said that the bell in the tower can be heard, which would be impossible because the bell itself had been removed, like, years ago. Oh. So they hear, ding! Kind of reminds me ding! of... In our castle episode, because the yeah, castle of Good Hope, they said that the bell tower had been bricked up or whatever, but you could still occasionally hear the bell. And so they said like a man hung himself or something from the bell rope. Pavelia Island is named in documents dating back from the year 421 AD. During the 9th century, the island was mainly inhabited by refugees of Pauda and Esti, or Est, pretty sure it's Esti. During the War of... I'm going to butcher this, Chayogia or Chayoga. The people of Pavelia called the Paveliati was had been evacuated to Venice when Venice and thus also Pavelia were under attack by Genoa or Genoa. In 1379, the residents fled to another island called Guadicchia. Giudeco. Giudeco. Very off. Giudeco. Sorry, Italians. <laughs> When the war was finally over in 1381, Pavilia lay in total devastation and only a few dozen inhabitants were able to return home. After this, the island was abandoned until 1527, and then the Black Plague hit Italy. I'm going to tell you what the Black Plague is, so please hold on. If you didn't learn in history classes, or if you didn't pay attention... I got you. Don't worry. Yeah, we got you. It's not great, <laughs> to put it simply. So, the Black Death, or the Black Plague, was a pandemic that ravaged Europe between 1347 and 1351, and it took proportionally greater toll of a life than any other known epidemic or war up to that time. It's widely believed to have been the result of the plague caused by infection with the bacterium Yersinia pititis. Modern genetic analysis indicate that the strain of Y... Petitus introduced during the Black Death is an ancestral to all extant Y Petitus strains known to cause disease in humans. It's also. Did you hear that somebody had the Black Plague within the last couple of years? Did they really? I'm pretty sure. Like, I need to look it back up, but I'm like 99% sure somebody caught it. What? <laughs> That's crazy. Let's see. Yeah. So the bubonic plague, it was in 2020 was confirmed on July 5th in a herdsman living in the northern city of Bayanur in China. Are they sure it wasn't like... I'm pretty sure they would be able to tell the difference between the bubonic plague and COVID. I mean, hold on, let's look up the symptoms. Oh my god, they have symptoms of the plague in the CDC. That's crazy. Well, yeah. But I know, but it's not like... like yeah, it happened back then, but like it's still clearly it still pops up every now and then. Okay. So the bubonic plague, the incubation period of the bubonic plague is usually two to eight days. Patients develop fever, headache, chills, and weakness, and one or more swollen, painful lymph node. This form usually results from bite of an infected flea. The bacteria multiply in lymph nodes near where the bacteria entered the human body. If the patient is not treated with the appropriate antibiotics, the bacteria can spread in other parts of the body. Wow. Okay, so this article that I pulled up about the recent case, it said that unlike COVID, there are clear treatments for the bubonic plague, so it's not nearly as deadly as it used to be. 
which makes sense. I mean, 14th century medicine, you know, <laughs> left <laughs> something medicine. to be desired. <laughs> so let's see. Yeah. So basically, it can also cause organ failure. I don't know if you mentioned that. And then like the open sores or whatever. But it's transported from like humans to animals from infected fleas or like animals like squirrels, rabbits, you know, like mice. <laughs> and then it's passed on to humans when they are bitten or scratched. Yeah. So a swollen lymph node can be as large as a chicken egg in the groin, armpit, or neck. They may be tender and warm. And then the treatments for the bubonic plague is this is so funny to me. It's not funny. What? I'm just like, what? <laughs> That's crazy. Because, you know, you only think about it in the medieval times. But it requires yeah. urgent hospital treatment and strong antibiotics. So if you have the bubonic plague, please go directly to the hospital and get your antibiotics. Yes. Apparently, the plague also does not do very well in sunlight, which is probably where the whole idea that, like, COVID, like, if you're out in the sun, it'll go away. It's probably where that came from. I'm pretty sure I don't know it if there dies, was actually like, any scientific evidence. In the heat, that's why it's more prominent in like the colder months. Oh, and also this says that the bubonic plague cannot pass between person to person. I don't know how believable that is, but that's not believable that's, because it's I wanna I wanna say it's airborne, but that's a virus. Yeah, this is according to this, it's because it's like you get bitten or scratched by an animal, so then it goes into your bloodstream. So I don't believe I don't think that because airborne. well, I don't believe that it's not Past person to person because almost the entire population of Europe died. Yeah. Well, hygiene was also like non-existent fair. at that point too. <laughs> fair, fair. So fair. But yeah, it's it's mostly curable now. So yeah. That's it's not as deadly as it once was, but Just that is what hospital. it is. Is there like a vaccine for that? That's a great question. I don't know if there's a vaccine for it, but obviously they can treat it. Yeah, and true. they know what causes it. So, please, that's mm. the important part. Hmm. Okay. So, anyways, make sure you get your flea and tick treatment for your pets. Yes. Okay, doggy. Despite the construction of one of the octagonal fortresses intended to protect the entrances of the Venetian lagoon, Pavilia was abandoned for centuries. It wasn't until the plague hit Venice and they killed the. Doge Giovanni, the, the Doge Giovanni <laughs> Mocenigo, the head of the state, and the idea of Plague Island came about. The Venetians wanted to isolate the infected and curb the spread of the disease. That makes sense. Then there were, that's why it's so haunted. There were actually other Plague Islands in the lagoon because there's like I think I want to say like six or thirteen. I'm, it's it's very mm -hmm. odd, but Lazzarato. Becco has been thoroughly explored, which is another island, and is estimated about 500 people died per day there. Mm -hmm. Archaeologists have studied the skeletons and the remains belong to men, women, and children. And it's thought that around 160,000 people died on Pavilia, but the island hasn't been fully investigated like Lorazzo, Lorazzo Becco has. But being taken to the island was like, if you were being taken to Pavilia, it was like, Pretty much you knew you were going to die. Like you were mm -hmm. drug kicking and screaming. Mm -hmm. Some say that the soil was like made up of 50% of human ash. Ooh. Like human remains because they were put in death pits. The dead were thrown into deep pits, which was called death pits. And fun fact, they actually had this in Charleston because I did a tour. What? Yeah. They had death pit like burn pits for plague people. Interesting. Mm -hmm. 
in Charleston. At least what they told me on the tour. When these death pits were fooled, they were set on fire or covered with dirt. When mass graves were discovered a century later, research stumbled upon something even more unsettling. <laughs> I know, I know. We won't keep you sitting on the edge of your seat too long. We will get right back to that after a quick word about our sponsors. I know, I know. We won't keep you sitting on the edge of your seat too long. We will get right back to that after a quick word about our sponsors. We're super excited to share our newest collaboration with you all. Violet and Suds is a neurodivergent and LGBTQ-owned small business that started in October of 2012. They create all kinds of products with various themes from bath and soap products, candles, stickers and stationery, and jewelry and accessories. All products are carefully handcrafted and recipes are hypoallergenic, vegan, cruelty-free, and all-natural. 10% of their monthly profit is donated to the Tiny Paws Kitten Shelter, so you can look forward to your self-care routine and know your money is going to a good cause. You can use our exclusive code WICKED20 to get a discount of 20% off your whole order. Again, that code is WICKED20. So head on over to violetandsuds.com and use that code at checkout. We'll see you there. In some graves, they found skulls with large pieces of rocks clamped between the jaws. Every time when a victim had died, a death pit was reopened. Sometimes recently buried corpses had blood dripping from his or her mouth. Decomposition gases blew up the corpse, which sometimes caused internal organs to rupture. Then the blood coming from these organs found their way through the mouth. They're not going to know that in the 16th, 15th century. So back then, they believed that the person had to be a vampire who was feasting on other corpses. I mean, that's also a possibility. So (laughs) They don't know. We don't know. So the solution to slay a vampire would be to put a stone in its mouth so it would starve. I don't know how that is like a concrete solution. But that was the solution. I guess they were under the assumption that they couldn't move its hands. <laughs> I don't know. Or spit the <laughs> fucking stone out. Yeah, I mean. The tongue is the strongest muscle in the body. Stronger in some than others. It's the most strongest. It's the most likely the strongest. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, that could either be taken dirty or me saying that some people talk more than they need to. Either one. Yeah. Maybe it's the smile. No, it's the smile has the most muscles. <laughs> wow, Renee. Just spouting fake facts. Sorry, don't quote me. Fake news. Fake, <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> okay, after Pavelia was used to quarantine, anyone exhibiting symptoms of the plague. So that happened. They used it as a death island. Napoleon actually used it to store weapons. Not Napoleon Dynamite. However, I did think Napoleon and Napoleon Dynamite were the same people up until, like, recently. Wow. I've never actually seen that movie. It's okay. Tina, you fat lord. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, this is Napoleon the Conqueror, the French guy. The short one. He actually wasn't... Well, that's the thing, is he actually wasn't that short. He was just, like, below average for men. My life has been a lie. I thought he was, like, 4'11 this whole time. No. Hold on. So he was five six. So wow, like he's he was only two inches a taller bit, than me. 
Yeah, he's like an inch shorter than me. But yeah, he was not that short. He was just shorter than like the average man. And so obviously his enemies are going to like Call be him like, little. oh, he's he's a little baby, you know. So the victors always write the story. Wasn't so he always like, wasn't he a terrible person though? I mean, you'd have to ask Amanda. She went through a Napoleon phase. <laughs> <laughs> and when I say she went through a Napoleon phase, I mean she went through a Napoleon phase. <laughs> Like she, she would like she looked into like his relationship and the love letters that he would write back and forth with his wife or whatever and now she's like mm, okay that's I don't such know where a this random face stemmed from I know I don't know where it stemmed Why from but it you happened tell me this? and it was but because it never it, when have we ever spoken about Napoleon before now <laughs> Why would I just randomly bring this up because it's funny <laughs> <laughs> okay so. Napoleon had the 12th century church destroyed and the church's bell tower was converted into a lighthouse. Eventually, Napoleon's enemies discovered he was storing weapons on the island and many battles took place on it, claiming even more lives. Of course. And then from the 1800s to the early 1900s, the island was turned into a mental asylum. Oh, no. The Pavilion Asylum. Everybody knew that the place was for anything but rehabilitation. The mental hospital's existence is confirmed by the sign that reads Reparto Psychiatria and remains affixed to the directlet building to this day. Derelict. Derelict. My bad, guys. (laughs) I claim to be funny. I didn't claim to be smart. That's fine. The rest of events that occurred there, as told by locals, read more like a figment of Hollywood's imagination, but there was also large containers that it had been suggested may have been used to burn bodies. So, patients regularly reported seeing ghosts of plague victims and said they were kept up at night from screams of the tortured souls. Because they were patients of a mental hospital, their claims were ignored because they said that they were crazy. Yeah. Those poor people. The doctor at the mental hospital decided to try and find a cure for his sanity by performing lobotomies on the patients. I don't know why I keep getting these cases with lobotomies. Well, usually when you're talking about mental institutions from back in the day, lobotomy was just kind of like their go-to treatment for basically everything. And if you want to know more about lobotomies, please check out our Haunted Hospitals. Hospitals episode, yes. I go in depth there. The tales say that he used cruel methods to perform lobotomies, such as using hand drills. Some odd machines can still be seen in the rooms of the hospital today. Experiments for these terrible lobotomies, which is a cruel form of brain surgery, which was done with a chisel and a hammer above the right eye. Ooh, that would hurt. Gives me a headache. Yeah. It's also said that several patients were taken to the bell tower where they were subjected to a special kind of torture, but we'll never know for sure what exactly occurred there because the doctor eventually threw himself off the bell tower, claiming just before the patients had driven him mad. Well, I'm sure you played your part in all that, sir. Yes. Which was, that was sometimes in the 30s. But a nurse is said to have witnessed the whole event, but it's unclear whether the doctor did in fact kill himself or whether someone else threw him from the bell tower. Uh In 1968, after the doctor's death, the hospital was closed and the island was once again completely abandoned. Few people have set foot on Pavilion since 1968 as it's completely off limit for visitors. Paranormal shows like Ghost Adventures and Scariest Place on Earth both got permission from the government to visit the island and film there, and I want to go. You'll have to get special permission from the government. I'm going to write to them and be like, listen, please (laughs) let me go. I have no reason other than to satiate my curiosity. Yes. If you don't let me go, I'm going to sell a boat there. So just let me go. (laughs) 
Until very recently, the Venetian government was trying to redevelop the island, but things are just too dark for that to happen. No institution lasts long, no work can take place, and unexplained incidents are way too much for anyone to make sense of. Little Maria is a spirit that has been seen on the island for over 400 years. This young child most likely died from the plague. She roams the beach while she cries in a heartbreaking way. If I see a fucking kid roaming the beach, I'm going to lose my shit. Crying? Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. Because that's your diaper changed. (laughs) Not every child wears a diaper, Brittany. Actually, every child does wear a diaper. And then they're supposed to be high age. But I imagine if they're suffering from the plague... They probably didn't get potty trained. Well, also, they probably didn't have diapers. (laughs) So. Yeah, they probably had cloth diapers. I mean, I guess. You know people still use cloth diapers? I don't think they were called diapers. Yeah, I do, because there was somebody I nannied for a couple years back who did cloth diapers, and it was the most disgusting thing I've ever had to deal with. So, like, I get it. It's more environmentally friendly, but come on. It's gross. (laughs) Unless you're going to wash those things very frequently. Probably super violent. You probably have to have a lot. Like, Yeah, you have to have a lot. And you also need to wash them very frequently and well because that's gross. And I don't want to deal with that. So, True. There are also some spirits from this time that from its time when it used to be a psychiatric hospital. So Pietro, a man with two amputated legs, used to race his wheelchair through the hospital. People claim they can hear his phantom wheelchair racing up and down the corridor. Do you know how fucking terrifying that would be? That would be very scary. So the building that they used for the asylum is actually still there. Yeah. Pretty sure it's the okay. built, like it's part of the building tower. It's still there. Like okay. the, the old equipment's still there. Interesting. Like they just closed it down and abandoned it. As you do when a place is haunted as shit. A spirit of a young female is seen regularly as well. She has a terrifying expression on her face. People say that she's scared of the mad doctor who still performs his sick experiments there. Scary. Also, a pair of huge eyes have been seen just below the water surface, and people see faces behind the windows of the hospital. No, no, no. (laughs) If I saw any of that, like, if I saw the eyes, I'd be like, all right, let's turn around. We're we're leaving now. (laughs) Like, I know he just came all this way, but no. You don't want to get up the belly with me? No, fuck that. <laughs> it would be great for the views. People, so many people died there. Do you know? Like, so there's many? probably, like, at least, there's got to be at least one person who is, like, really super pissed yeah, that the they doctor. died there. And, well, no, he. I'm, I'm talking about, like, somebody who's going to, like, hurt you. The doctor. <laughs> I He's don't want to deal with that. Yeah, but the doctor killed himself. <laughs> Like, he didn't have to die. He killed himself. He could have also been pushed off the bell tower. It's not been proven. Maybe. But you know what? If he did, he deserved it. But my argument to that is this land was stolen and we live here and so many people died before we got here. Listen, I'm aware of that. I can't do anything about that, though. I gotta live somewhere. (laughs) But I don't have to put myself (laughs) on an island that where people from the plague died (laughs) and people were there being treated terribly by doctors in an asylum for years. Like that, I can control. You don't have to live on the Pavelia Island. You could just go with me. Yeah. And I said, (laughs) I can control the fact that I am not going to go there. (laughs) It's not going to happen. I, I'm sorry. I'm gonna, I will go other places, but not there. I'm going to call <laughs> not there. Zach Baggins and be like, hey, you got yourself in one time. I need you to just get me in this time. Please. For the <laughs> love of God. 
I just need to go somewhere haunted. I feel like that would be a perfect place to start. You, <laughs> yes, let me travel all the way to Italy just so that I can go to a haunted island, not for any other reason. <laughs> Please. Okay. People claim being watched and even followed around the island during their visits, like the people who have visited mm-hmm. there. Some get mm-hmm. super emotional when stepping on the island, feeling deep dread and sorrow. The hospital can be yeah. entered through several places, but the easiest entrance is also the scariest. You'd have to call through one of the cremators. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. What if one of the ghosts just got so pissed that they turned it back on while you were calling Listen, through? Listen, that's my... Like, fuck you, get out of my house. That's my biggest irrational fear is being put... I don't know why, but being put in a cremator and then, like, it being turned on and I'm being burned alive. Just being, yeah. like, trapped in it. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Visitors of the hospital claim to see shadows in the wall that appear to follow them throughout the entire facility, and they also get pushed and scratched. And that's Pavelia. Mm-hmm. And I... No. I need to just go there. It's on my bucket list. Do you, though? Yeah. Why? For the view. Why do you hate yourself? Because. Have you met me? Yeah. Why do you hate yourself? <laughs> I just, Even Daisy is down here. Like, why? I just... Do you hear that? Well, if you guys, I know we've been talking about Ghost Adventures a lot on the show since we started this. And honestly, yeah, that's why. But that's the funniest fucking Ghost Adventures episode because apparently Zach gets um, possessed during it. And whether you believe it or not is one thing, but it's funny. He is aggressive, though. I don't want to say aggressive, but he's intense. He's very intense. He's like, come on! I feel like he could be like a WWE wrestler. I could see it. Maybe. But yeah, I <laughs> he's very intense, and if I were a ghost, I would be mad enough to possess him and be like, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> like, why are you yelling at me in my own house? <laughs> I just remember he gets possessed, and then like they're like, what's going on? And he starts like punching the wall, and it's oh. when Nick and Aaron were both still on there, which I think Aaron might still be on there. I think Nick is the one that left. I don't know. I haven't watched any of the new seasons when it's... I've only watched when it's been them three going into places, but Nick and Aaron are like, what the fuck? And he's like, Zach is like, get out of me. And I'm like, are we sure that it's not just him, you know, experiencing a rush of testosterone for no goddamn reason? (laughs) Men punch the wall all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's like really sad afterwards. Oh, that's such a, you know, Ghost Adventures is truly iconic. (laughs) it's certainly something is what it is (laughs) something so i mean i have been watching a little bit more of it lately because the new season is on travel channel and i just have a couple channels that i you know will put on as i'm doing other things like folding laundry travel channel hgtv is another one food network depends on the show if it's diners drive-ins and dives yes but if it's like chopped or anything with bobby flay nah what about anything with gordon (laughs) ramsay I mean, it's fine, but he stresses me out. Yeah, but I love Gordon Ramsay. I watch Master I, Chef. I watch Hell's Kitchen. You can love Gordon Ramsay, but he stresses me out. What is it? Kitchen like nightmares. Yes, that one stresses me out. Although they deserve to be yelled at because yeah, you are running terrible. a professional establishment and you let it get to that level. No, <laughs> that's not acceptable. You know what show is like that? Bar Rescue. Have you ever seen it? I have not. I don't think so. It's literally just like Kitchen Nightmares, except he goes in and fixes bars. And it's it's not Gordon Ramsay. It's some other guy. Okay. Could not tell you his name. But I watch it all the time at work on lunch. 
I think I've heard of it. So, like, I've, I've probably, like, seen He's... clips from it, like, in a trailer. But Listen, the guy from Bar Rescue, Gordon Ramsay, Zach Bagans, all give me the same energy. You can't change my mind. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Guy Fieri well, is funny. Yeah, Guy Fieri's he's great. I enjoy watching his stuff because he's just, you know, he's just fun. Like, I don't mind watching competition shows, but they're just, like, American competition shows are just so stressful for me. <laughs> like, people will ask me That's all the time because I, like I do thing. baking and stuff on the side. And so, like, people will ask me, like, would you ever do one of those competition shows? I'm like, hell no. <laughs> I would rather die. Thank you. I would rather die. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I mean, I have a hard enough time, you know, baking in the span of a single day, let alone like four hours. <laughs> it's not even so. that. Sometimes they only get like 30 minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, no, thanks. And you got to like fine. bake a cake and make the fondue person that goes on top of it. <laughs> the fondant? Oh, yeah. Fondant. Fondue is Fondue like, is a thing, but it's not even remotely related to cake. I'm going to be honest. Unless it's a dessert fondue. I've had three glasses of wine and it's 1030. <laughs> It is 11 o'clock, actually. It's 11 o'clock. <laughs> it's fine. We're going to wrap it up here now anyway. Like I said, it's a shorter episode because I'm dumb and I forgot to do my research. So thank you so much, Britt, for sharing this island with us, even though you are trying to convince me to go with you and it's never going to happen. Because I thought so. tall island. I, no. I just, no. That doesn't seem appealing to me either. We have to go to some <laughs> kind of haunted island. We can go somewhere that doesn't require me to be on an isolated island in the middle of nowhere with ghosts. <laughs> all the islands. Yeah. So we can go to some place that is not an island. There are plenty of haunted places everywhere. <laughs> so, anyway. That is all from us this evening. So, you can find us on social media. We are on Instagram at Shockingly Wicked Podcast. We are on Twitter at Wicked Podcast One. We are on TikTok at Shockingly Wicked. We are also on... What is the last one? Instagram, Facebook, oh. it did, did TikTok, that, did that. Twitter. Did that? Yeah, I said Twitter. I think you said did them I? all. Wicked Podcast One. We're on Twitter at Wicked Podcast <laughs> One. Uh, I think I got all of them. I don't know. It's late. You can find our website at Shockingly Wicked or shockinglywickedpodcast.com. You can either find all of our links there or, you know, just yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is a really bad outro. You can send us case suggestions either through our website on, with the contact form there or at shockinglywickedpodcast at gmail.com. And we are also on Patreon at Shockingly Wicked Podcast. We have four tiers. Go check it out. Anything that you give to us goes right back into the podcast and helps us to make it better for you. And that is everything. So thank you again so much for listening. And we will see you at our Halloween episode in a couple of days. Bye. Bye.